When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An open forum Wednesday, which means we can go in any direction you want. It is official. Sam Darnold is the number two quarterback for the 49ers, and Trey Lance is number three. And if you're the 49ers, this is embarrassing when you moved up in the draft only three years ago, gave away the farm. Your quarterback is healthy, was healthy during the OTAs, mini camp, training camp, and can't beat out a guy. And Sam Darnold, who is now on his third team. Think about that for a minute. Sam Darnold, Jets, Panthers, 49ers, who beats out Trey Lance. So what do you do now if you're the 49ers? And Kyle Shanahan can say whatever he wants. All right? And again, I, I, I read excerpts of his interview on KNBR talking about this situation. He can say whatever he wants, you know, about they love Trey Lance, blah, 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 blah. You know what? If if there's a guy that needs a change of scenery, just like Sam Darnold, it's Trey Lance. There you have it. Brock Purdy one, Sam Darnold two, Trey Lance three. How about that for you, huh? Unbelievable. I mean, really is. And the 49ers, to me, are loaded. And defensively, you know, I still believe defense wins championships. And if you can have a defense like San Francisco's, you don't even need great quarterback play. Good quarterback play can get you right where you need to be. And the last time – and and listen, you, you know, a lot of people say, well, Brock Purdy has a small sample size and this and that. Okay. He's got a small sample size. Played in eight games, undefeated as a starter. Yeah, that's a small sample size, but it's pretty damn good, is it not? Pretty damn good. So there you have it from the 49ers. Trey Lance is the number three quarterback. Number three. Can you imagine if Purdy were to go down? If Darnold were to go down, and we have Trey Lance on the football field for the 49ers. And with the way all the quarterbacks have gotten hurt in San Francisco, who knows, right? And what would happen if Brock Purdy were to get hurt? Is Sam Darnold 
a guy that can resurrect his career to a point where he can be Baker Mayfield. And the reason why I say Baker, Baker's the starting quarterback now for Tampa. And Baker played pretty well when he went to the Rams. Could that be the case with Darnold? Could be. All right, what do you want to talk about today? I need a leadoff person. We'll get the show rolling on this open forum Wednesday. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Pacific, Ryan and Sacktown and I. That's right, Ryan and me will be on YouTube. That's right, Ryan and me on YouTube tomorrow at 7 o'clock, if you don't like that. All right? NFL. I did my podcast yesterday on the 49ers. To me, they're a 13 or 14 win team. There's nothing about this team that I really don't like. I mean, yeah, I want to get Nick Bosa in there. I mean, if, if Nick Bosa is not on the field, then, then we're talking about a different story. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. But, you know, I'm looking at the 49ers, and I think they're going to go 6-0 in their division. The one game I could see them losing Thanksgiving night in Seattle, short week. I could see that. You know, I, I could see them losing that game. But that's it. They're not going to lose to Arizona. I don't see them losing to the Rams, so they own. So even if they split with Seattle at the worst, that's 5-1 and one in their division. Trey Lance, your third-string quarterback. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here, and we say hello to John. John, how are you today? Grant, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good, buddy. First off, those YouTube shows you have, I can't make them all, but when I can, those are some of the funnest things, man. I thank you and commend you for doing those. Last night's was, it was just a ton of fun. Thank you. Appreciate that. You are, you're you. welcome. Hey, as you were saying about Trey Lance, and you said you couldn't believe it, I can believe it for some reason. John Lynch has done such a good job throughout his tenure as being, well, let's just say as a defensive player in the football league, he was, I say great. I was, you know, great. He was one of the best was- at his position when he was playing. Hall of Fame. And as a general manager, he's doing a freaking great job because Trey Lance, you pick him up and hey, what if it did go south and what if it does go south? And I'm talking about, you know, it's been two years, uh, three years now. He's got options at quarterback and that's what a general manager has to do is give yourself options. And granted, hey, Purdy, Get a little lucky when you take the very last freaking guy in the draft and he does and he does all right. But hey, how how much does it take when every time you do something, you get lucky like that? I mean, look at all the players that this guy's picked up. Tebow, Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, look at the whole tight end room. Everything. He's done a great job. I think the most suspect thing could be the offensive line. And the only reason I say that is because it seems like your quarterbacks get hurt more often than some others. And that could be the quarterbacks aren't scrambling as well. I don't know. I think, I think John Lynch has done a fantastic job with that team. And it doesn't matter if it was him or Shanahan who made the Trey Lance move. And everybody, it seems like everybody's trying to make a big push on who made the deal, who made, who's going to take the fall for the big Trey Lance debacle. It doesn't freaking matter. If you're a Niners fan, you should be happy that you guys did that. Got that small sample size. 
And, you know, small sample sizes, when you think, oh, it's just a small sample size. Well, why do you have any sample size at all? You, you don't start with a big sample size. You start with the first play, the first drive. That's how it is. So a lot of 49ers fans, they're, their heart seems hurt and worried for no reason. I think their whole squad's done a great job, and they're just searching for ghosts. To crap well, on. you know it's what? He, 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 you're right. John Lynch has done a very good job. There's no question about that. Wait a minute. But they gave up. They gave up a ton of capital in the Trey Lance move. And yeah, right now, did. wait a minute. Right now, that has not hurt the team. And you could say that it hasn't hurt the team. I mean, you know, their their success. All right, ha, has been very good. But you know, I'm just saying if, and I'm only going to say if, if Brock Purdy does not play well this year. And the 49ers have a disappointing season. And I'm gonna, I'm saying if, if that were to happen, everyone's gonna be talking about the Trey Lance deal because that was the guy that you drafted, did you thought was gonna be the future of your team, and you gave up a ton, and he's not. And that's that those are a couple of ifs, John. But you know, that that is a scenario that we have to wait and see if if it occurs. But I agree with you. John Lynch has done a hell of a job with that team. I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree. And hey, I, I agree with your point too, that that's something that will have to be looked at down the road if all these things happened. And this, you know, yep. it's dealing with ifs. What if they're no yep. good? Well, so far, they have been really good. And check it out. I don't root for the Niners. I'm a Cowboys fan. And, you know, the catch still hurts me when I see that thing, Grant. You know what I mean? So, But yep. i got a million yep. friends of mine and family members who are Niners fans. So all the respect in the world. But it seems like everybody's worrying about stuff they shouldn't be worrying about. They should be – Yep. There's nothing they really need to worry about. They should just pray people don't get hurt on their team. You know, Nick Bosa, he's well, going to get Nick Bo- and, they, and they and they got to get Nick Bo- they got to get Nick Bosa in there. Yeah. I mean, they got to get Bosa on the field. I mean, he's yeah. too valuable. We know that. And what, once Bosa comes in, and I think they, you know, he will. The Niners' defense is the real freaking deal. They're going to be really good. I, I just I do not see the 49ers not winning that division this year. I just I, they're they, they're too good at too many positions. I mean. They would have to have a rash of injuries. Christian McCaffrey, right? Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, you know, uh, Bosa. I mean, we can go on and on. They would have to have well, a rash of injuries not to win that division. I, I wholeheartedly agree there, man. There's no reason they shouldn't win the division. Seattle had a great year last year. I see them having a decent year, but I don't see them having as good a year because Bridgewater has shown to be good over all the years but not great, and he didn't show himself to be great. But he showed himself last year to be better than anybody else thought he was. You're being Geno Smith. In my opinion, this is all subjective. Not Bridgewater. Not Bridgewater. Geno Smith. Geno, I am so sorry. I meant Geno. That's sorry. okay. That's what, I, that's what I'm guys, here for, John. I'm here to make you sound good, buddy. That's what, that's what you, my job is. You always got my back, Grant. Thanks, man. And sorry for stepping on your call, but – uh. Thanks for making the DeMarcus Cousins. You know, thanks for pulling the trigger on that, too, by the way. <laughs> John, I'm here to help, buddy. Whatever I can do to help, okay? <laughs> great, great talking to you, buddy. Everybody else, See have you. a great Wednesday. See you, buddy. Take care. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Gotta, you know, you got to correct John once in a while. You know, that's okay. All right? Very rarely, like, ever, do I ever never have to correct Connor. Maybe once every 12 months. That's about it. With John, once every phone call. Hey, Connor, how are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to start by commenting on the 
whole Trey Lance situation, you said that, and a lot of people say that a change of scenery would be good for him, and obviously it would, but to get a change of scenery, you have to have a team that wants you. And do you think that there's a yep. GM in the NFL that wants the guy right now? Not for what the 49ers are asking. I do think that there are teams that would take Trey Lance and see if they could make it work, but they're not going to give up a lot to do that. Yeah, I agree. And I saw your YouTube show yesterday. You're going over some of the over-unders and schedules. So since it's open for him Wednesday, do you want to kind of go through the Giants schedule and see where we think they could be finishing? I think the, uh, I'll tell you this. I spoke with a, a a guy from the Giants last week, all right? And I speak to some other people within the Giants organization on a fairly regular basis who are very connected with the team. And the prevailing thought among the people that I've talked to with the Giants is that their team will be better this year, but their record will not be because of their schedule. They play the AFC East. They have to play at San Francisco, okay, on a, on a Thursday. Plus, you got the AFC East. Plus, you got to play the Eagles twice, the Cowboys twice. And again, schedules can change based on injury. We get that. But, Connor, their schedule is brutal. My buddy and I went over this schedule the other day. And you remember how well the Giants started last year, right? They, they, they got off to a great start. And it started with their uh, upset in week one at Tennessee when they went for two. Okay? And that, that got them rolling. And they had, as we know, basically a storybook year based on expectations. But when you look at the schedule this year, they could be better. They could have a better team. And yet, they could end up with a worse record. So let's go over their schedule. You say you want to look over the schedule? All right. Uh, Dallas, week one. Okay. Then at Arizona, at San Francisco, home Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo, Washington, the Jets, at Vegas, at Dallas, at Washington, New England, Green Bay, at New Orleans, at Philly, the Rams and Philly. So let's talk about the games that you think they will win. I'll, I'll just say I think they're going to win the Arizona game. All right? That's a game that I think they will win. And I'm talking about, like, I think they'll win at least one game against Washington. That's two. I think they'll beat the Raiders. That's three. I think they'll beat New England. That's four. I think they'll beat Green Bay. That is five. Okay. I think they'll beat the Rams. That is six. All right. I don't know if they're going to win uh, against Philadelphia or Dallas. I don't know if they're going to win at Miami or at Buffalo. All right. Or at San Francisco, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I mean, their schedule is brutal. I mean, what do you think? You tell me. Yeah, I've gone through it. And I think that it's critical to start off with a win like they did last year against the Cowboys Sunday night football at home. With the schedule, yep. the Cardinals game should be an easy win. But if you look at weeks three through six, you have the Niners, brutal. Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bills with three of the four on the road. And that's a brutal stretch. So you need to start 2-0 and to kind of avoid the hits in those later weeks. Totally agree. 
I mean, you could conceivably lose all four of those games. You know, at San Francisco, you're probably going to lose. You have to win that home Seattle game. And you're probably going to lose, you know, at Buffalo. And you're probably going to lose at Miami. I mean, you just got to call it the way that you could, you could win one of those games. But you're not going to win at Buffalo in all likelihood. You know, Miami, you know, you don't know if two is still is going to be up right by then. But that is a brutal stretch. You're exactly right. That is an absolutely brutal stretch. Think about this, okay? After after you come back from that road trip, you had Dallas at home, at Arizona, at San Francisco. But those four games, at San Francisco, home Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo. What a brutal four-game stretch that is. Yeah, it sure is. And what do you think? I know it's we're way out from this, but it's been the case the last few years. They play the Eagles twice in the last three games, and – Usually the Eagles have had the division wrapped up by then. So you think those could be games the Eagles don't need to win and therefore the Giants could? Well, the game on the 23rd of December, the Eagles will not be resting players then. That's with three games left. No one's going to be resting any players. So that's at Philadelphia. You'll see all the starters on the field. The game on the 7th or will I, – I, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. Okay, I don't know if the last game of the year – if that's going to be a meaningful game for either of the teams. I mean, last year it wasn't a meaningful game for, you know, either of the teams and we saw what happened. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to say probably not, but you know, the giants may be out of it by then, you know, they, they may be out of it. If they have to win that game, you know, at home against an Eagles team, that's wrapped everything up, then that will be a real benefit because you know, when I look at their last four games, they could win at New Orleans, lose at Philly, beat the Rams at home, beat Philly at home if Philly's not playing anyone. You know, if Philly's playing all their players, they're going to beat the Giants. They're just better, period. Yeah, and I know that the Cowboys have pretty much owned the Giants the last, like, three, four years with Prescott and Jones playing, but you think that this year they can maybe get a split but with the Cowboys? Well, yeah, I think they can, and I think that first game is so key you know, at home before they hit the road. So, you know, that that's the game. You know, I, I think they got a much better chance, you know, of winning that game. And then I think they play uh, in Dallas in the middle of November. And that's a stretch where you're at the Raiders, then you're, you know, at Dallas. But that first game, all right, that's going to be a very – That's I don't want to say that's a measuring stick game because that's very hard to say – in week one, but as you just said, when you look at the Giants' schedule, that first game could really dictate how their season goes. Yeah, it's similar to what you said about the Broncos on YouTube. If they lose to the Raiders week one, then they're basically going to have a really yep. hard time making the playoffs. I think it's the same no thing question. with the Giants. Yep, absolutely, especially with that schedule. Now, schedules can change. You know, if two were to get hurt, that's different. If Josh Allen gets hurt, you know, I mean, the, the schedules can change, but right now that's a daunting schedule. Yeah, and week one, what a test that's going to be for Daniel Jones. He's been criticized for his primetime gameplay, so that's a pretty big test early on, and it's not too far away. What is it, less than two weeks now? Yeah, and I've been talking with a lot of people, as I told you. They say Daniel Jones looks absolutely unbelievable in camp, like that that he's just like – that he's like a wow – in camp. And now you have Darren Waller, who is going to be huge for the Giants. He's going to change that offense. And I don't think the Giants are going to have any problem scoring points this year. 
I really don't. Their their issue is going to be can they play good enough defense to get off the field and get that ball to their offense. So that that's what I'm looking at. When you know early on, I think the Giants' offense they're not going to have any problem scoring. Their their offense is really good this year. Yeah, speaking of that, I saw a clip from Chris Collinsworth, who's obviously going to be calling the game when they play week one. And he was talking about how the Giants can line up with three receivers right and have Darren Waller one-on-one on the left. I mean, the, the safeties have to make a decision. Are they going to bring help with Waller? Or are they going to overload to cover the three receivers? And that's a really good advantage that the Giants will have that they haven't had in a long time. I can't imagine any team – game planning not to have two guys on Darren Waller. I just can't see it, you know, but teams game plan to do that to Travis Kelsey and he still tears them up every week. So, but, but if I'm, if I'm putting a defensive game plan, I'm not allowing uh, Waller to go one-on-one because he'll kill you if, if it's a one-on-one matchup. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about health. He hasn't stayed healthy in a while, but yep. hopefully yep. he can do it. Amen. That's all I got today. Thanks for going over the schedule with me. Thank you, Connor. Appreciate it. Let's get to some more phone calls, and we say hello to Waggus. Hey, Waggus, how are you? Oh, Grant, not good. You know, obviously the Trey Lance situation getting really ugly. I, I guess uh, my question to you, and, you know, based on your thoughts, did they try to trade him before naming Donald uh, QB number two? Because doing no. it this okay. Well, doesn't this diminish diminish his value then, because they get because because they, they didn't name name him a backup, and now you know there's a no. It's not diminishing his value at all. His value is the same as it was before he was either two or three. Team scouts, teams don't teams do not make personnel decisions based on where a player is on the depth chart on another team. So I don't think he had a lot of trade value before training camp started. And I still don't think he has a lot of trade value. So could he end up on another team? He could, uh, but the Niners aren't going to get a lot. The Niners weren't going to get a lot, you know, whether they had traded him back in July or whether they trade him now. So no, I don't think that teams don't evaluate players based on where they are on a depth chart on another team. They just don't. I mean, Baker Mayfield is a good example of that. You know, he's the starting quarterback now in Tampa. Tampa didn't care where he was on the depth chart in Carolina or the Rams. No, they 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 said, hey, we want him, and they went after him, and he won the job, and he's the starting quarterback. And you know what I can't get over is this uh, as a fan. Last year, obviously Shanahan knew that this guy's not the guy, but he still chose to start him over Garoppolo which ended up pretty big because I don't think we lose that game in Chicago maybe, or maybe we don't lose that game in Denver, which ended up being big for us. You know, I mean, I, I know it's what if, right? Because if one of those games gets flipped, we actually have home field advantage in the championship game. Um, so, so I guess my point is. Wouldn't it matter if you didn't have a quarterback, you still would have lost. You could play the game on, on the moon and you wouldn't. So that I understand what you're saying, but yeah. it, it, the way the season unfolded with right. the injuries to the quarterbacks, it wouldn't have mattered. You wouldn't have beat Philadelphia no matter where the game was played. Right, of course. I mean, I understand that if there's no quarterback. But um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that do you think he did it because of the pressure? Because he did it? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. 
what's worse than, you know, to trading three picks for him or having a Super Bowl roster and knowing this is not the guy, but you still start him anyway. Like, I, I, I just can't get over that. Um, you know, and maybe I'm a fan and, you know, we're emotional, but, you know, Grant, somebody's got to get fired here if, if the Niners can't win a Super Bowl because of this. That's all I'm saying. Do you think that's a little too Okay, hard? but that decision to start Trey Lance in the Chicago game really, in retrospect, had no impact on the season. The 49ers still made it to the NFC Championship game. They right. still won their division. And as I said, had they started Garoppolo and they had won that game with the way the injuries were to the quarterbacks, it, it would have had the, – the, the Niners were not capable – of going to the Super Bowl last year based on the quarterback injuries for that game. They, they, it couldn't have happened. No, I, I mean, I, it just couldn't have happened. I understand that. I, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this because if he knew Trey Lance is not the guy, he still chose him as a starter over Garoppolo, right? That's what I don't you understand. Know, again, we're, we're, assuming, we're yeah. assuming that. I'm assuming that deep down he knew that Garoppolo was a better – a better option. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, uh, whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. What I do know is the Niners still had a hell of a year last year. That's what I do know. It seems to me and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. that you're judging this team that if they don't win a Super Bowl, it's a unsuccessful season. That's, that's what I think you're saying. Am I right? Or am I wrong? Based, yes. Grant, based on the roster we have, I mean, I mean, we can go toe to toe with anybody, right? I mean, if we have a quarterback, uh, I mean, I'm talking about on both sides of the ball, right? Um, and, and and this was even before McCaffrey came into the picture, right? Remember, the Niners were maybe one throw away back in, I think, 2021, uh, you know, of going to the Super Bowl as well, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Well, they were, they, they were one... They were one interception away, yeah, the ball in the breadbasket, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yep. you could you could make you all right. You can't blame that on Kyle Shanahan. Of course, you I can't can, blame yeah. that. All right. What's that? No, no, no. Yeah. You're correct. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. Um, you know the Kansas City Chiefs lost to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, and the main reason why they lost is both their starting tackles were out for the Super Bowl, and they right. couldn't protect Mahomes. The Kansas City didn't even score a touchdown. Now think about that. Yeah. They didn't even score a touchdown on the Super Bowl. Do you think the fans in Kansas City looked at that year and wanted to criticize anyone? Or and again, I know it's a little bit of a different situation because they won the Super Bowl yeah. two years prior in Miami against San Francisco, but. I mean, do you think that the fans were jumping on the front office or the coach because they didn't have a good enough backup tackles, or do you think that they deemed it an unsuccessful season? I mean, you know this, Waggis. You've followed the NFL for a long time. Yeah. You know, in order to win the Super Bowl, you have to be really good, but you also have to be lucky. You yeah, know, and the Niners true. were yeah. very unlucky in last year with the situation, and they were very unlucky. I mean, dropping what should have been a sure – interception a ball that you and i could have caught yeah you know i mean these things happen from time to time yeah yeah just uh, no I, look i mean uh, shanahan is obviously he's I, I think he's the best play caller i've ever seen um um you know I, I i i guess as a fan maybe a little bit emotional right we just can't get over that decision of trading three first round picks and yeah it's a it, it's a that. bad 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 decision no question about that yeah. terrible yeah, yeah because because he, he's an offensive-minded guy so I, I just don't know why he didn't catch that, right? Because, I mean, he understands his players probably better than anybody, right? I mean, okay. He draws up plays for them, right? Waggis, so. Waggis, 
Yeah. It's the same way that the Jets made a mistake on Sam Darnold, that the Browns made a mistake on Baker Mayfield, yeah. right? And we can yeah. go right on that the Arizona – I mean, you we can, we can name you tons of teams, okay, yeah. that the Dallas Cowboys gave Dak Prescott over $40 million a year. You want to just keep on going down the list? Yeah. I mean, no, right. teams – and Dallas would never admit they made a mistake, but let, let's leave Prescott out of this uh, conversation because he is a legitimate starting quarterback. Think about the, the, yeah. the think think about the the draft of Baker Mayfield one and Sam Darnold three. Okay, and yeah. I could I could add Saquon Barkley in there. The Giants, yeah. in retrospect, made a mistake taking Saquon Barkley. I know he had a really good year last year, but in retrospect, they made the wrong decision. All right. Uh, how many teams passed on Patrick Mahomes, Waggis? Yep. Yep. No, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So you can't you can't just sit yeah. there and make it sound like it's all you know Kyle Shanahan and it's all this and that. No, teams make mistakes at the quarterback position all the time. And again, look at the Patrick Mahomes draft. Right. You're a Niners yeah. fan. Look at the Joe yeah. Montana draft. If you really mm-hmm. want to go back in time, look at the Tom Brady draft. I mean, listen. The quarterback position is the most misdiagnosed, seriously, no, it is. position it is. in the National Football League. So I'm not going to jump on the 49ers because they made a mistake in their evaluation of Trey Lance. Teams make mistakes in their evaluation of quarterbacks every single year, all right, whether they take a quarterback or whether they don't. Again, look at Josh Allen. Look where he went in the draft, yeah. all right? Look at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, where he went in the draft is ridiculous, all right. I mean, the, the, it's absurd. Teams make mistakes at the quarterback position all the freaking time. And then you draft a guy last. All right. Last in Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock and he Purdy, ends up yeah. being undefeated for you. Like that should never happen. But it happened. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So um, also I wanted to, another thing I wanted to ask you. And again, maybe I'm just emotional because I'm waiting for that sixth ring. Right. Or see it, you know. Because the last time they won a ring, obviously, I wasn't old enough to experience it. Right. I um, understand. But, but uh, Chris Sims, um, he had his top five rosters in the NFL. And he put the Jets at number, I believe, four or three um, with a horrible line. So, I mean, do you agree with that? He he had Philly number one. Well, Number two, he had San Francisco. And I think number three, maybe he had Miami. And then number four, he had the Jets. I don't have the Jets that high personally, but their defense is really good. Yeah. Uh, their offensive line, I need to wait and see. You know, you said horrible. I don't know if I would say it's horrible. I don't know if you're basing that based on hard knocks and Probably, you know, Robert yeah. Sala. Yeah. You know, you might be swayed a little bit too much by what you're seeing in preseason. I don't know if I would say they're horrible. Um, receivers are good. We know they got a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know if I would put him as the fourth best best roster because, I mean, if I'm looking at the best rosters in the National Football League, I don't know if they have the fourth best best roster even in, in their own conference. I mean, I, I I don't see it that way, but I guess that's why they play the year. I'm not so sure they're not the third best team in their division behind Buffalo and Miami. I mean, if two is healthy, I think Miami's better than the Jets personally. You know, and I think Buffalo, if Josh Allen can be the Josh Allen of two years ago, I tell you, you want to talk about a hell of an opening night game on Monday yeah, Night Football? Monday night, yeah, yeah. That Jets game against the uh, Bills is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah. And and the only thing, the one thing that I do know, Aaron Rodgers looks just calm, cool, and collective, and yep. beautiful yep. as always. 
And I'm just saying, they do have a good defense. We'll see what happens. I mean, he could get hot. Um, obviously, I would take – um, you know, obviously, obviously, I'm going to roll with Aaron Rodgers because I do think he's the best quarterback in that division. Uh, I don't think it's Josh Allen. I know a lot of people because he's younger. Would you agree with that at least? Yeah. I think okay. – yeah, I think Aaron – I mean, Aaron Rodgers was the NFL MVP two seasons ago. Yep. So everyone thinks because of last year he can't play anymore. They're delusional. The guy's still really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously, you know, he's obviously local from this area and would love to see him win one in New York. And I do think that that would be a perfect ending to his career. Wouldn't you say so? Winning one in New York? Yeah, he'll be on the Mount Rushmore of New York athletes. I mean, he'll be up there with uh, Mark Messier, who won the cup with the Rangers in 94. He'll be up there with Joe Namath. He'll be up there with Derek Jeter. He'll be on uh, with uh, Phil Sims and Eli Manning. He'll be right on that that mountain. That he'll be right up there with all of those guys. No question about it. Oh, okay, last thing. Uh, and me being a millennial, I think he's the best quarterback I've seen in my generation. Um, and Mahomes is more towards, I think, the next tier generation, right? Because Mahomes still has a long way to go. So, yeah. So would um, would you would you say that he? Where would you put him? As like this, you know, the last twenty years of best QBs. You know, there there are there are two ways of looking at this. Yeah. If you're just looking at raw ability and how he throws the football, particularly on the move, okay. Yeah. And you look at numbers and everything else, then I would say you're right. Okay. But if you're going to look at what he's done in the playoffs. With all of that talent and really excellent skilled people around him, he's got one Super Bowl and he's what, one in five in championship games? True. So how is it how is it that a quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers is has only one win? in championship games with many of those games being on his home field on the frigid Lambo, you know, I mean, yeah. that works against him a little bit. Okay. He's no question. There's, this isn't even debatable. He is a first ballot hall of famer. Right. Okay. Right. There, there, there is no question about that. Is there, there's no one that would come on and say that, but when you look at his, Postseason games, he's played in 22. He started 21. All right, he's yeah. 11. He's 11 and 10 in the playoffs. All right, okay. 11 and 10 in the playoffs, and the championship games to me stick out. Like, why is he? Why does he have nothing to show for it other than that one year? When they went the distance in, what was that, 2010? 2010, 2010, yep. All right. 2010 is a long time ago. I know. I, I, because he never had great defenses, right? You know, like, okay, the Seattle NFC Championship game, right? Uh, they had that thing wrapped up, obviously. Uh, you know, the two-point guard recovered, right? So you have that. Uh, the NFC Championship game against Atlanta, I mean, obviously, the, I mean, they gave up four touchdowns. I think in the first half, right? So, you know, it goes back to your conversation about being lucky and, you know, there's both sides on the ball, right? Um, so while I do think that, you know, that does go against him, it's not all his fault. 
But they never really build a defense around him, right? Once you agree with that? Well, if they didn't build a defense around him, how were they the number one seed or playing at home all those years in the NFC Championship game? Because of him. <laughs> so, 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 be, all right. So, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, so then, yeah, then, yeah, then okay. So yeah, because of him. Yeah. So because of him. Okay. Then he should have yeah. been able to win more than one of those games. No, if, I, if, if, yeah. if, you know, that, that's how I look at it. I, I, I think he, that, that works against him when you want to talk about, yeah. okay, where do you put him on the greatest of all time? Yeah. I mean, in terms of just throwing the ball and my eyeball test. Yes. But I, I can't ignore how much he has faltered in the biggest games of his life, you know, at home. You know, I can't ignore that. No, that's I mean, true. if that's the way we're going to judge our athletes, which we do, you know, I can't say that about Tom Brady. You know, I can't say that about Joe Montana. I can't say that about John Elway. I can't say that about, you know, a lot of the great quarterbacks that we talk about. But we say that about Aaron Rodgers. Why is that? No, no, I mean, that's true. And that, that 2011 run that Giants had, obviously, you know, uh, Packers were 15-1 and one that year. And they should have never – the Giants should have never won that game on the road, right? You know, the one in Lambeau where – Yeah, they did. That, that was yeah. the divisional yeah. game. It wasn't even no. the championship yeah. game. That was the division, divisional game. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and so – And then he did lose yeah. to Kaepernick uh, at home as well, right? Remember that game when he lost on yep. the last play? So Yep. Yeah, no, you kind of changed my mind if I think about it. It's just, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, he should have been able to at least pull out a couple of those big games, right? Because he's, he's lost, I think, five NFC Championship games. And if he's able to pull out a couple of them, maybe he has one more extra yep. Super Bowl and the conversation is different. But I do think that a lot of that can be erased. Well, yeah, I agree. Erased, if he yeah, wins the Super Bowl in New York with the Jets, absolutely. Then we're having this conversation where, you know, you can ask me that question again and I would say yes. Yeah, so and thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Thank oh, you. go ahead. No, no go ahead. I was going to say it's the biggest story of the year, in my opinion, uh, to, to see how far the Jets can go. Yep. Yeah. So thanks. Fair enough. Right. Thank you, buddy. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take care. All right. We got more people that want to get on. And uh, we say hello to uh, Trent. Hey, Trent. Good afternoon, Grant. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, it's Open Forum Wednesday, so I got a golf question. Um, do you, do, you, do you have an opinion on uh, the scoring format going into the Tour Championship this weekend? What do you mean, do I have an opinion on the scoring format? You mean the way the leader starts off at minus 10 and then the next yeah. guy's at minus 8? Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you got you got to reward you got to reward the golfers for the regular season and the points leading up to it in the first two events of the FedEx. I mean, how can you have a, a what it's an individual sport you know, it would be like in team sport, if you win more games, you get home field advantage or you get a week off. Like if you're the number one seed, you have to reward the golfers. You have to make the regular season worth something in the first two events. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, okay. I think it's I think it's very difficult if you start off 10, 10 strokes behind, you know, in the tour championship. I think that's that that's going to make it very difficult. But the the reality is I don't have a problem with it. I think you need to reward golfers for how they perform during the regular season and you got to make the point system worth something that's cool that's cool i'm a big scotty scheffler fan and uh just every swing he makes with the with the ball swinging the club on the ball it's just every single shot is different and i think it's uh, an amazing thing to watch so another thing is 30 years ago this week well not 30 years ago this week was the tour championship that they had at the olympic club and i was fortunate enough to go to that and i thought it was one of the greatest tournaments i've ever been to. so it wasn't this week. It was like Halloween weekend, but ABC covered it, and it was Brent Musburger and um, Peter Jacobson was on the call on that. And I just thought it was a great tournament. You know, Greg Norman choked, and Jim Gallagher Jr. won, and uh, I was there on Saturday. And just, you know, 30 years ago, I can't believe it's been so long. So Pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks, Grant. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more folks. We say hello to Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Grant? How you doing this afternoon? Good, thank you. Excellent. A uh, little bit of housekeeping. The uh, Fantasy Pick'em League for uh, Listen App and anybody that tunes into your channel is up and live on my Twitter page. I know you're going to repost that. Jay has already reposted that. So it's through Yahoo. The uh, league ID and password to get into the league are both there. So everybody join awesome. in like we... Yep, Jay said he's going to donate a hundred dollar gift card to the winner again. So hopefully, now let me let me can... let me stop you. Let me stop you right now. Is this the is this a fantasy league or is it the Pick'em League? This is our Pick'em League that we did right. uh, last year. So there's okay, going to be a very because you, you said fantasy when you started off. So it's not a fantasy league. It's our Pick'em League. It's our Pick'em League. Yahoo defines it still as fantasy. So you oh, have to do. go to their okay. fantasy page. Yeah. All right, then I'm okay. Good. I'm I'm making sure that we are all on the same page because I actually had someone email me and they were a little confused because they thought it was a fantasy league. I go, no, it's a pick'em league. But the actual page on Yahoo is still called a fantasy page. All right, I just want to make sure that we have uh, clarity here. We are clear, my friend. And yeah, we'll be picking every game online uh, each week. We'll be going against the spread and. Grant, I'll leave it up to you. If we want to pick maybe three or four games to talk about each week and do the picks on air, we can do that as well. But you will have to go to Yahoo and to your team to make your picks okay. officially. 
Awesome. Good job on that. Thank you for all your help. Yeah, you got it. Um, just real quick, 49ers. Look, um, any 49er fan that's surprised today, um, I don't know what to say to you. I think everybody saw this coming, especially with the way yep. that Trey has played um, this preseason. And um, to be honest with you, it, it's just time to move on. And if anything, you've got two things going for you. Today is probably the lowest Trey Lance's value is going to be because inevitably a QB1 is going to go down somewhere. Multiple yep. QB1s will go down. And that, by default, is going to bounce Trey's value up. And on top of that, look, he's learning behind um, Darnold. And Darnold is a guy that's bounced back. He got a second job. He got the Carolina yep. starting job. So if anything, it's a good chance for Trey Lance, if he can keep his head on straight and the Niners keeping him along or keep him around long enough, he could he could get some traction on those tires and really benefit another team possibly with a chain of seat, change of scenery and, uh, you know, just a new fresh look. Yeah, I mean, Sam Donald's an example. Baker Mayfield this year is an example. So, yes, I would agree with you. You're spot on. Yeah, in the three draft picks, I know I harped on it last week. You gotta, you gotta let that go. I think Niners fan. I know uh, John said that. Look, you know, Lynch has done well with the draft. Well, yeah, he has, and so you could say, well, what would he have done with those picks if the Niners would have had them? Would they just be completely over the top now? Maybe, but it's what ifs. Those three picks aren't worth three picks today. So yeah. it's just one of those things where you cut your losses and quite frankly, it's better that they did it now than, you know, right up until the season, because if I'm a Niners fan, I don't want to keep talking about who's my third string quarterback. It's getting a little bit old yep. at this point. Yep. Amen. I think you're spot on. Spot so, on. All right. We'll have a great show and uh, go sign up for the league. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, you and I will be on YouTube at uh, 7 o'clock. Looking forward to that. Sounds good. All right, buddy. See you, buddy. All right, let's get to uh, some other folks. And we say hello to Rich down in San Diego. Rich, uh, did you all survive the hurricane okay? We did. Thanks, Brad. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good to, yeah. hear. Good to have you on. Yeah, thank you, bud. Uh, yeah, we actually uh, did fine. It was, it was a lot. It wasn't nearly as as severe as I was kind of getting ready for, you know. <laughs> Good. I'm on, I'm on a trolley going downtown right now. And oh, okay. Checking out a, uh, checking out a uh, Jason, Jason Mraz concert. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Fake announced. But anyway, we just went by the, uh, the Snapdragon Stadium. That's the uh, San Diego State Stadium. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, and they're playing Ohio this this Saturday, and so I want to get your pick on who. Actually, San Diego State's picked by two points because supposedly Ohio has like uh, one of the top. You're talking about you're talking about the Ohio University uh, Bobcats. Yes. yes, I would have yes. no idea. I don't. I, are you kidding yeah. me? You, you're, you're asking no. me to pick a team in the in the Mid American Conference. I would have no Come idea. I, I San Diego no State, idea. Ohio. Take a guess, man. All right, take San Diego State. Like take the home okay. team. All right, yeah, they're picked by two. That's what I'm looking okay. for. But it's it, it's supposed to be a really close game. But uh, all right, then there you go. I could, I don't know anything about either team. Uh, okay. You know, you're asking me to talk about the Ohio, no, the, the Ohio Bobcats in Athens, Ohio. Like I'm you know, like I'm going to sit. About come on. <laughs> all right, I just gave you the winner, San Diego okay. State. Take okay. them. Okay. All right, I'm in. And I, you know, of course, as you know, I don't gamble. I'm not betting money on it. But I'm, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to the game, but uh, oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So have you ever been to the the uh, music venue in downtown San Diego? It's called the uh, Ray Michelle. Oh, my God. I have not. It's unbelievable. You, well, you make it to San I hope you Diego. have a good time tonight. You, you've got to go there. Yeah. Jason Mraz is doing a show there. Tonight, All right. So I'm on my way down there. As long as I can get, they just made an announcement on this trolley that there was an accident up ahead. So I don't know what oh. the hell. <laughs> well, you have a good time tonight, and yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Okay, buddy. Good chatting with you. Take care. All right, take care. Never in a million years did I think anyone would ever call me up and ask me, uh, gee, Grant, what do you think of the San Diego State-Ohio uh, football game? No. No. I announced games in Athens, Ohio. By the way, if you've ever been to Athens for Halloween, there's nothing like it on the planet. Nothing like it on the planet. But he's asking me about the Bobcats of Ohio. I mean, the fact that I even know where they're located and the nickname, I think I should get some points for that. But I'm, he wants me to pick San Diego State against the Ohio Bobcats? Come on. Come on now. You're killing me. All right, let's get to... Uh, Preston. Hello, Preston. How are you? Doing great, Grant. Um, I wanted to follow up with you about the Raiders. Um, yep. you're, you're giving them about four or five wins this season? Yeah, I'm going to come out with my podcast on Friday with my uh, breakdown of game the game. Yeah. Um, I get, I mean, if I, gave, if I gave you an over-under of seven on the Raiders, are you going under or over? I would probably go around seven, seven or eight maybe. I mean, I because, I mean, I think people forget that last season they were in a lot of games. They just lost a lot of their leads that they had. Um, so, I mean, it's not like they're – it's not like they don't have a team with no talent at all. You know what I mean? Well, they don't have Darren Waller on the team. They don't have Josh Jacobs on the team right now. Uh, I don't know if Jacobs is going to come in or not. Uh, so, you know, right there, to me, those are two – and I know Waller was hurt a, 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 a bit – but those are two gigantic weapons on your offense that are no longer there. How are you going to replace them? Assuming that Jacobs is not there week one. And again, I think he will, but let's just for sake of argument say he's not. How are you going to replace those two guys? Well, I mean, they did draft uh, Michael Mayer at another Dame. They, I mean, people are thinking that he's going to be pretty good. Um, so, I mean, he better be. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm just, I don't, I think they're, they might get four or five wins, but I think they're better than a four or five win team, if that makes sense. Like, I, I mean, I think they'll be competitive in a lot of games. Um, okay. But, well, yeah. that's why you played this season. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Grant. Hey, thank you, Preston. Appreciate your phone call. Take care. Bye-bye. We have Jerry now is next. Hey, Jerry, what's going on today? Hey, Grant. How are you, sir, on this fine Wednesday? I'm good. Hey, Grant, I'm let me ask you something. Uh, first of all, I want to say happy birthday to, uh, to the late Kobe Bryant. Grant, can you give me a couple stories about Kobe Bryant that uh, that you most uh, just, you know, it, it's on the top of your mind that, you know, these are and this guy was the, the best. Uh, I'm grateful that I had a chance to shake his hand in his last game ever at Sacramento. I was doing my radio show courtside. He always got there super early. Nobody was in the building, but everybody was, when I mean everybody, the media and all the cameras were waiting for him to get off the bus. And like he always does, he gets early and he's walking through the tunnel at Arco. And 
in order to get to the visiting locker room, you have to walk across the court. And he came out of the tunnel and veered to the right, which means he's going to be walking right in front of me once he comes down the sideline. And he's walking right in front of me. And I go, Kobe. And he stops and he looks at me and I go, hey, we're on live right now. And I said, I just want to say thank you and what a privilege it's been to announce and watch you play for all these years. And he shook my hand, looked me straight in the eye and said, hey, man, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I have a picture of that. Someone took a picture and I still have it and I still post it uh, on social media from time to time. But when I think of one individual that I experienced in my 32 years, there's never been a player that caused as much heartache to the Kings than Kobe Bryant. There's yeah. never been a player that sure. was more of a knife in your heart type of a guy than Kobe. Kobe beat the Kings in so many games at the end, more so than any other player that ever played against Sacramento. And I that that's what I remember. But I am very grateful that I had that exchange with Kobe Bryant. And in the picture, you could see we are looking directly at one another in the eye contact. I can still put myself back there right now. And it was one of respect. And, you know, and he said, hey, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate that. You know, Kobe and I only had one other exchange, and it was after a game uh, at the Staples Center. And it's when John Barry played on the Kings, and JB had played with Kobe for a, a, a period of time. And JB and I are talking before we got on the bus down at the, uh, the tunnel of the Staples Center. And Kobe came out, and, they, and Kobe says, hey, man, how you doing? I go, good. You know, you know, he, he, but he said, Hey man, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. And wow. you know, he was talking to JB that that's the only, the only exchange that I ever had with Kobe other than, other than the one that I'm referring to when I was on the radio. Grant, when you were calling the Kings games, Grant, and, you know, God, we wish that you were still doing it, Grant, trust me. Uh, but anyhow, Grant, uh, Kings up by two, uh, and the ball was going to Kobe. You know, it was, it was going to Kobe. How were you, Grant? Like, you know, did you know that Kobe was going to beat the Kings? I mean, just, I mean, I, I mean, I always wanted the Kings to win, but how were you calling the game? Was your anxiety up really bad? Yeah, of course, because you knew that he was going to have the ball and you knew that he did things that really no other player in the league could do. And so until there was zero, zero, zero on the clock, <laughs> when you played against the Lakers and Kobe, you knew the game was not over. And that's just the way it is. I mean, he just beat the Kings so many times at the end of games. I mean, he really did. He just beat the yep. Kings mm -hmm. so often at the end of games. Grant, I remember this game, Grant. You were calling you and Jerry and uh, Kings up by two. And uh, uh, the Lakers uh, got the ball. I think there was like five or six seconds left. Anyhow, it was like a wink pass to the corner. Kobe yep. shot, shot the three. Yep. And he hit it. I'm like, yep. seriously? I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. Grant, yep. 
I'm not saying that I used to hate the guy, Grant. I disliked Kobe when he was playing. As a human being, Grant, love the guy, all right? But that's just me being a Kings fan and don't want any more sorrow. But you know what? I mean, you know what? If the NBA had more Kobe Bryant's Grant, this league would be thriving right now big time. Here, here's the bottom line. When you were playing the Lakers at the end of the game, you would give anything in the world to not have the basketball in Kobe Bryant's hands. Right. And if the ball was in his hands, and you, everyone knew the ball was going to be in his hands, but the point is, you know, you, you would just go, God, I hope he does. I hope somehow the ball doesn't end up in his hands. But it always did, and more times than not, he won the game. I mean, again, I, I announced all those games. Every single one, I was behind the mic, either on TV or radio. And I'm just telling you, you know, you, before the play began, you knew he was going to have the ball, and you your heart – your heart would stop when he did have the ball because he was a legitimate king killer, period. The guy was a king's killer. Nobody nobody was more responsible for the heartache of the Sacramento Kings than Kobe Bryant. Kobe beat the Kings over and over and over and over and over again, and it, got, it, it was painful. It was painful. Plain and simple, it was painful. And, you know, Grant, you told me a couple of days ago that, you know, why are you bringing up 2002 when Kobe drove uh, against Christie, missed the free layup, Shaq missed it, tipped out to Ori to win the game. Kobe was involved in that play. I'm just like, oh, my God, can we beat these guys? Can we beat them? Grant, you think if Kobe Bryant did not do that, do you, do you think the Kings would have won that series, Grant? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, well, first of all, if they had won that game six, they would have won the series four games to two. So, you know, I, I mean, in ret or, or ex I mean, excuse me. Yeah, they would have won four two because that was game four. All right. And then where the or the Robert Ori was game four and that would have put the Kings up three games to one. And, you know, maybe they win in five, maybe they win in six. But I don't think the Kings would have lost three games in a row at that point. You know, the Kings never lost three games in a row that year. Why would they – why do I think they would have lost, you know, three games in a row, you know, in the Western Conference Finals? I just I, – I think that would have been too much for even the Lakers to come back from. Right. You know, we'll never know. But but Kobe, I mean, nobody caused more heartache for the Kings than Kobe Bryant. Nobody. Nobody. You know that. Everyone knows that. Kobe Bryant beat the Kings more than anyone else. And you knew – that if he had the ball at the end of the game, you probably were going to be sad if you were a Kings fan. And Grant, you know, I don't, they, you know, they don't like talking about the 2002 series, but do you think game six, Grant, do you think that game was Jerry, played? Jerry, you're killing me now. All right. <laughs> we, we, we just had this conversation on Monday. You're killing me. No, I know. I know. I'm just, you know, what? Jerry, stop it. Jerry, oh. stop it. Move on. Would you please? Oh. Oh. Jerry, 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 you, you, why do this to yourself? Seriously, you, we just had this same conversation on Monday. I said, Jerry, you got to move on. Stop it already. You're killing yourself. Grant, do you ever think about it sometimes and just go back and you know, like, no, Yeah, I do think about it when people oh. like you call up and want to talk about something that happened 20 years ago. Oh. Yeah, I do think about it. But oh. uh, uh, if you had not brought it up to me, uh, the last in the last 48 hours, you brought up game six and game four. Okay. Uh, twice. Had you not brought it up, I would not have been thinking about it. I don't sit there and dwell on 2002 very often, Jerry. I don't. You know, you, 
Why do you keep doing this to yourself, Jerry? All right, sir. Grant, listen, one more thing, Grant, about the 49ers. Uh, don't you think, Grant, that, you know, I, you know, granted, they uh, named Darnold, right, the uh, uh, yep. backup. Uh, do you think that the Niners heard at Trey Lance's value to be traded by, no. by doing no. that? No. Teams do not evaluate talent based on where you are on another team's depth chart. Right. If there's a team out there that likes Trey Lance and thinks that they can, he can help their team, they don't give a damn whether he's second or third on the depth chart. doesn't matter to them. Right. They're, they're not going to make a decision based on where a player is on another team's depth chart. That, that, that's absurd. No, that doesn't matter. And Grant, let me ask you this. So if uh, Donald struggles, if, if Purdy is not uh, doing what he's supposed to do, do you think they can make a change if Donald is not doing what he's supposed to do? Jerry, it would be a, it's going to take a lot for Trey Lance to get on the field this year. All right, it's going to take a lot. Okay, you'd have to have Purdy get hurt and Darnold get hurt. It wouldn't even be based on performance. It would be based on injuries. That Trey Lance is not getting on the field unless both those guys in front of him get hurt. That's the only way he's playing this year. And I can understand if maybe Shanahan would have done this after the first preseason game that Lance had really bad. But doing this after what Trey did for the second game, it's kind of surprising. No, it's not surprising because he was in the fourth quarter against guys on the field that aren't going to be on the field because they're not going to make the team. They're going to all be cut. All the players that he was playing against aren't going to be on the roster. They're all going to be cut. So he was going against non-NFL players, okay? It doesn't it, it you cannot evaluate a quarterback based on the preseason. They're evaluating that the 49ers did not make their decision today based on anything they saw on the field in a preseason game. They made their decision today based on what they see every day in practice. That's what they made their decision on. Their decision had nothing to do with the last preseason game or the preseason game before that. Their decision was based on practice. So you you put way too much into a preseason game against non-NFL players. Again, fourth quarter, preseason game number two, all the players on the field, when I say all, 95% of the players on that field aren't going to be on the roster of that team. All right. Who they who, who was it? Denver? Who was the team they just that he did that against? Denver? I can't even remember. Uh, yeah. All right. Yes. The, all those players that are on the field in that fourth quarter, they're not gonna be they're they're not gonna be on the team. Okay, Grant, let me ask you this, Grant. Uh just, just one more thing. If the 49ers were not a Super Bowl caliber team. All right. And Kyle Shanahan did what he did to get Trey Lance, giving away all those draft picks, those three first round draft picks. Do you think he would be in the hot seat right now? Yeah, I think he and John Lynch would both be on the hot seat. Yes, I do. And so the only thing different is, you know, the Niners are a championship caliber team that they can win the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy stays healthy. So uh, it's just, you know, it's just so frustrating that these three draft picks that this guy gave up could have been what you needed to win a Super Bowl. Jerry, teams make mistakes every year in the NFL draft. Every year. Okay? Right. Every year. Micah Parsons may be the best defensive player in football. Ten teams passed on him. Okay? It happens every single year. Quarterbacks are look at look at the bears they moved up with the 49ers two years prior and they took mitchell trubisky right bust bust right. okay 
it happens, Jerry. It's part of evaluating players in the NFL. Every team makes mistakes on draft day. The 49ers made a mistake. It happens. But, Grant, don't you think that can set a franchise back five to six years, Grant? Well, it, it can, Jerry, but it hasn't set the 49ers back one iota. Right. All right. Well, you know, sir, I just thought I'll throw some things out there since it's open form Wednesday. Uh, I want to thank you. Yeah. Paul Grant. Thank you, Jerry. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, could it set the 49ers back in the next two or three years? It could, yes. But as of today, right now, it hasn't set them back. They've been the back-to-back championship games. Two years before that, they were in the Super Bowl, although that was before the draft. But, I mean, the last two years, they've been in the NFC championship game. Yeah, they lost both of them because their defensive back can't catch. And they lost last year against a team that may have been better than them, but they had no chance because all the quarterbacks were hurt. So to this point today, it has not set the 49ers back at all. The 49ers are expected, along with the Eagles, to be once again in the NFC Championship game. Will it happen? Well, I don't know. That's why you play the games. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and we say hi to Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? Oh, fun conversation. Uh, Just chiming in on the Niners. You said it just a moment ago. We are, despite the mistake of – Trey Lance, it has not put the the team or the the uh, the ability for us to get to the championship game, you know, uh, uh, back. So, not so yet. yes, not yet. No, exactly. And the only saving grace, you know, obviously is, you know, we, you know, while we made a big whiff on uh, Trey Lance at this point, you know, we may have found some, uh, you know, a franchise quarterback potentially. I say potentially because I, you know. Uh, very small sample size with the last pick of the draft. And it's just to me, very uh, mesmerizing how you have these professional evaluators that can miss. So often it's just, it truly is the biggest crapshoot of any uh, sport as far as drafting. And you really don't know what you're going to get at times. I'm with you. And I, I, I'm, I'm always perplexed how, the best talent about best talent evaluators in the world cannot evaluate a quarter back in college accurately. I do not. I do not understand that. Um, you and I are on the same page. I do not understand that. Yeah, you know, and uh, when we drafted Trey Lance, you know, what's very interesting to me was, you know, we came out of COVID and he he played so little. And with the quarterbacks that were in that class to to make the the jump up and give away the three first round picks on somebody who did not even play in Division One, it's just you know at the time you know it's like okay you know I didn't know much about them I trust them what they're doing uh, and you know I am curious what the 
real dialogue is between, you know, Lynch and Shanahan, how much Shanahan does have influence on that and vice versa. That's something that's kind of intrigues me. But I, I, I do not disagree with you. I do not understand how you can take a quarterback that is not playing major college football and give away that type of draft capital. You know, you're not taking a quarterback out of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, USC. You know, you're taking a quarterback that is playing out of North Dakota State. Now, we've, we've seen guys out of North Dakota State succeed before. But the yeah. point is, you're they're not going against <clears throat> top caliber competition. And yet, your talent evaluator said, that's the guy. He's going to be great. And we think he's going to be so good. We're going to give away all this draft capital. Yeah. I'm with you. Very, very yeah, puzzling very, to me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and if, you know, last season, if both, the, you know, let's just say Brock Purdy did not step up, we're having a different conversation middle of season last year. I mean, I, in regards to Trey Lance, none of this surprises me. I, I mean, using the old eyeball test, I think he's just, he doesn't pass it at all. I mean, I think he looked terrible last year. Uh, the first preseason game where, you know, he had the opportunity to show his stuff against vanilla defense. He just did not look good. And, that last game where he came back, I just throw that out as you alluded to. And, and Darnold, you know, I'm not saying he's a Q one, a QB one, but he does look like a, a perfect type of quarterback for the backup, you know, especially with Shanahan and his system. He looks like he might be able to be an adequate backup. Uh, of course. Uh, but Brian, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this, Brian, there has not been one time that I've watched Trey Lance in any any game preseason or regular season where I've said to myself, Oh wow, the Niners, boy, they got themselves a quarterback. Not once. I have not once watched Trey Lance where I've said, okay, I get it. This guy's going to be really good. That not one time has that ever crossed my mind when I watched Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and it was talked about earlier with another caller. I have no problem with the Niners starting him beginning of last year. I mean, you drafted the guy, he sat a year, you kind of see, you got to see what you got. And, you know, if it didn't work out and if he was struggling, I, I, I was assuming at some point then they would bench him and bring Jimmy back, but you couldn't go the other way around with Jimmy. And so though last September was to watch as a Niner fan from a record standpoint before they got it going, yep. I, I have no problem with what they did, you know, and I, I certainly wasn't uh, rooting for him to get, hurt or anything like that it was a shock and it was like wow at that point we're just lucky we have jimmy as a backup and you know away you go but but you had to you had to start the guy last year in my opinion to see what you got well you know um it's what's done is done and now it's time to move on and see what you got it's always good having you on the show i really appreciate it oh yeah sounds good grant talk to you again take care bye-bye all right good show today don't forget tomorrow seven o'clock pacific Ryan and I will be over on YouTube. Ryan and me on YouTube tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Make it a great rest of your Wednesday. Thanks so much for joining me right here on Listen Out. Bye-bye, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.